When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean, streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave Hansen here, along with Chris Camillo and Jordan McLean. Together, we our Dumb Money. Welcome to another exciting episode of Dumb Money Live. Uh, we're three guys constantly finding interesting investment opportunities. We decided to make a YouTube channel about it, share our experiences and our investments with you. We show you the good, the bad, the ugly. And when it comes to the stock market, we each have our own unique styles. We don't always agree, which is going to keep things interesting. Today, we're talking about the stocks that we each like when this market eventually rebounds. Uh, is that going to be today? We were up 900 points on the Dow earlier. We're now only up eight. We were down 150 at one point, but eventually this market is going to turn around. So today is all about what we are doing in our personal portfolios in this insanely volatile market, the signs that we're looking for to identify a bottom in this market, and our picks for companies that we like when this thing eventually rebounds. So before we get to that, should we talk about our new YouTube channel, guys? Yes. Tell them, Dave. Well, we eventually, <laughs> we actually just set up a brand new YouTube channel. It's going to be the future home of these live episodes because when we look at the stats on YouTube, there are a bunch of you who tune into both our normal episodes and these live shows. Uh, and to all of you who watch both, thank you. You're our most loyal viewers. We really appreciate it. But it seems like we've confused um, a lot of people and we've definitely confused the YouTube algorithm. Our regular episodes are these like 10 to 12 minute, fast paced, highly edited shows where if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss something. And we have those side by side with these live hour long shows that are great to be able to continue the conversation and dive into all sorts of topics. Uh, you just leave this on in the background and do your work or whatever. So we've, we've decided we needed to split them up. Two very different uh, ideas of, of what you come to expect from Dumb Money. So if you're watching this, we do have a new channel. Uh, you can head over there now. We have a link in the description and we would love for you to subscribe. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast, it's dumbmoney.tv slash live. That will redirect you to the new channel. And make sure you turn on notifications because this is a brand new channel. You're, not, you're never going to see us if you don't turn those notifications on. So we are today streaming for the first time in both places right now. Uh, and if you want to subscribe, you can go over there now. You won't miss anything. We'll wait. Um, I think we only have seven subscribers right now on that channel. Oh, we're up to 12. Look at this. Hey, Dave, this is really – go. you know, it is actually super important that people go over there and subscribe right now because we are not going to continue doing these live episodes on Dumb Money. And if you're not following that channel – you won't see any of our future live episodes. So that's right. We're, we're going to stop doing the live episodes on the original channel, only have them on the new channel. Uh, and of course, the replay on the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever else you might listen to podcasts. Um, up to 27 subscribers now. 
Let's see if we can hit a hundred during today's episode. <laughs> that, that that'd be great. I'll, be flashing the, I'll flash this number up occasionally, but link in the description. Subscribe. Be one of the first hundred people on the new channel. Um, Dave, I think it's really important since we do have a new channel and people will be probably seeing that new channel today for the very first time to provide a little more background into our investment, our investing pedigree. For those of you all that don't know us, we, you know, we, we're not the type to go out there and brag about how well we've done um, in the markets. But I think pedigree is really important in terms of performance. Um, why would you want to listen to people talk about investing in stocks if they themselves haven't performed extraordinarily well, right? I, I, that's my biggest pet peeve when it comes to watching financial media and a lot of the uh, you know investing gurus out there. You know, we have taken tens of thousands of dollars and turned them into tens of millions of dollars uh, collectively investing in the markets, uh, both public and private, over the past decade. Uh, it's something that we want to share with the world. Um, we're doing this channel only to help other people. We don't we don't sell things, right, guys? We don't have a we don't we don't sell um, you know a, a system. We don't have a uh, course. We don't have a, a a program. We don't have anything. I mean, we, I, we, I have we do this for our real know. lives, and we're we're just trying to help educate people. Yeah, and and, and look, even the stuff that we do have, like my book, I just get, look. If you're a follower, I'll just mail it to you for free, even though it's a twenty five dollar book that a publisher owns. Um, I have a whole warehouse of them, and I mail them out for free to our followers. Just go to dumbmoney.tv forward slash book. Um, let's start talking about this. Jordan, Dave, uh, I think before we get into our favorite rebound stock, because that's what today's episode is all about, we are going to give you our favorite rebound stock of this market crash. Um, before we get into that, I think it's important to talk about before you buy a rebound stock, you have to be relatively confident that you're towards, you know, moving towards the bottom, right? How do we go about assessing the market? What is our strategy? For, we do have a strategy for that. You know, we're not just guessing, right? We have we have a way of thinking about these things. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about your strategy. I'll talk about mine, uh, Jordan, Dave. Do you want me to start? Yeah, you can, you can start. Okay. So um, I've had a number of meetings this past week uh, with friends, colleagues, uh, and they the, question that comes up over and over again is, how are you trading this market intraday? How do you know that a bottom's in? Is now the right time to buy? Is it going lower? Um, I even just had a text from one of our very good friends and a frequent um, guest on Dumb Money, uh, my buddy Chase uh, out in LA, who we've invested with many times in the private market. He said, do you think we can hit a PE ratio market-wide of 17.5? And, you know, I had to explain to him, you know, we don't think of the market that way, especially not during times of high volatility. What we do is we actually develop a strategy called portfolio, uh, um, called scenario modeling in these types of volatile times where we will actually model out dozens and dozens of scenarios that could evolve either intraday or overnight. And we assess the market's likely reaction to each of those scenarios. Um, it's called having, you know, we call it having a prepared mind, right? It's really important to have a prepared mind when the market is volatile and moving quickly and reacting quickly. And if you already have the foresight to build out all of those various scenarios of what might or might not happen that could have an impact on investor sentiment 
and psychology because this market right now is really all about psychology and sentiment and news flow, okay? If you prepare all those scenarios and you already know what your reaction is going to be those scenarios, you could move quicker than the <laughs> can. And you're not then guessing, oh my gosh, look what just happened. They just closed the border to Italy. Is that, how bad is that, right? Is that bad enough that we should trade that? Oh my gosh, there's word, there's a rumor out that uh, the new treatment out of Wuhan, Gilead, they're doing phase three trials over in Wuhan. There's a rumor out today that the treatment is actually working really well um, and is likely to get approval and to be released here in the US within 90 days. That shouldn't come as a surprise. You should be anticipating that rumor so and know exactly what you're planning to buy, how you're planning to reallocate your portfolio the second that that rumor hits the wire so that that's called having a prepared mind based on a quick moving market that's moving based on news flow and psychology. But Chris, that's the kind of thing, just to be fair, it's really hard to do because there are so many moving parts, so many possible outcomes, so many different scenarios that we, you know, we can make a list of 10 things that we might want to make sure we look for. And when we see that we have a trade prepared or we have, you know, we've thought through the scenarios but there are a million outcomes. How well, how do you how do you address people with that question of what how how can you possibly think of everything in advance? And, well, and the answer is you can't. Well, okay, you might not well, be able you to can. Think, well, yeah, you might not be able to think of everything, but you could think of most things because this is a fairly defined type of an event that we're going through, being a pandemic, right? And you could think of most things, and you literally just start writing down the things, right? You just start writing them down. So I want to spend a few minutes right now talking about different scenarios that could play out today, can play out tomorrow, can play out on Thursday and Friday and over this weekend. What are these scenarios? How would the market react? What's the likelihood of these scenarios? And then as the scenarios start to become more likely as the events are unfolding, you start to reassess your trades based on what you already know you want to do in those scenarios, right? So let's just talk about exactly. it. I think the biggest one right now, the number one scenario that I'm looking for, to where I think it could be the very beginning of a true market bottom, is evidence that Gilead's remdesivir, okay, which is being tested in Wuhan, I think they're in a phase three trial, all right? Uh, that that drug, it's a treatment. It's not a vaccine. It's a treatment. It's an IV-based treatment. You have to be in an IV for seven days. So it's not the miracle cure. It's not the miracle vaccine. But it is the one thing that I think could lead us to see light at the end of the tunnel. And rumor has it that we will have data now by the end of March. Well, if we're going to have data by the end of March, I think that means that we're going to have rumors of the data before the end of March. So it could be any day now that we start getting rumors of the success of that drug, um, if it is indeed successful. And all signs point to it being successful. The head uh, clinician, uh, I don't know how you say it, the, the, the doctor. Clinician. You say it there? Clinician. Clinician. Right? Uh, That's what you're trying to say. On, I had an interview two days ago, three days ago, that I watched. And if you read between the lines, it's certainly seen that that drug was having some really good success in Wuhan. And I think we're going to see good data come out of them. Um, you know, a stimulus. We saw that. We saw the stimulus plan get kind of pre-announced yesterday. 
Um, if that plan yeah. actually comes out and is better than expected, it could move the market up. I don't think it's a game changer. What do you think? Well, I think that, you know, they've already leaked a lot of information about what is expected today. Um, I think today at 5.30 Eastern time is when there's supposed to be a press briefing with more details. Yesterday, the details were very kind of uh, preliminary, but a payroll tax cut, short-term expansion of paid sick leave, things that are targeted to small business might help uh, restaurants and bars, um, which which we're interested in. But um I don't. Do you, do you see it being a larger thing for the travel stocks that we're very concerned about? I do. I do. And 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 we'll get we'll get we'll talk a little bit later as to maybe one of those travel stocks is one of our favorite rebound picks. But it looks like there is going to be stimulus specifically pointed to both the airline industry and possibly even the cruise line industry. And what that means that stimulus will likely be either low interest or no interest, probably low interest, um, very large scale loans, okay, to basically kind of prop up the companies that have the highest debt to leverage ratios in the travel sector to ensure that they will be able to survive this time period. Now, the two companies that are most at risk in the travel sector right now appear to be American Airlines, in terms of the airlines, and um, Royal Caribbean Cruise. They have the two kind of highest debt to equity um, levered out scenarios. And those are the two, two that we want to watch. So it could be a game changer for those two industry segments. But I think there's other things that we need to look out for that the market is maybe underplaying a bit. Um, one of those is social distancing. So we know that we started this social distancing almost globally, right? Some countries are doing better than others. Other countries are in the process of really tightening up their social distancing and their quarantining like Italy, if we start to see that work, okay? If we see the numbers in Germany, the numbers in the UK, the numbers in Spain, and even maybe in Italy start to level off and go down the way we've seen them level off and go down in South Korea and obviously China, that will be a major, major sign that we could start seeing a kind of a rebound in sentiment and psychology and market psychology that could start to mark some of the bottoming of this market. So that's also what I'm looking for. Um, I have a whole list here. You guys have anything? I don't want to steal all your ideas too. Did, well, you, what are you guys looking at? did you did you write your list down so that we could put up a nice graphic or no? Is this I have my list, but uh, <laughs> I love I love how um how prepared we are because we decided to do this just last night um and we. We literally just, that's what is great about making live episodes is we can react to things that are happening in real time. Yeah. And, and listen, we started doing this weeks ago um, on Dumb Money, having our live episodes about this particular um, global uh, pandemic. And what's interesting, you know, just to share with you guys that you're not familiar with us, we have actually profited millions of dollars over the last three weeks from our short head trades that range from shorting win casinos, shorting the S&P 500 starting in mid-June. We had heavy shorts on the S&P 500 on win casinos, on the cruise lines, on the airlines, shorting booking.com. We were shorting um, the car rental companies. Uh, so we had, this has been, I've been trading guys for 32 years 
And the last 10 days have been the most successful 10-day period of my 32-day trading career. Um, it's almost surreal um, how well we've done collectively as a group. How well, well we've you, you say we, but if you if you want to average in my returns, it's going to really hurt your average because. <laughs> Well, you were very proactive and you were early to jump into these positions that were shorting the market. Um, I was on the sidelines just hoping it wouldn't get too bad. And there was one day when the market was up and I was saying, this is the time to to start shorting the market. And that's the day that I got involved in. But I had, I had already lost money. But rather than going super um, aggressive with it, my basic portfolio strategy was to try to minimize my losses. So rather than profiting, you've made millions, over a million, personally. I lost a half a million and then have been able to, when the market is down 12%, I'm able to be down down or up like 0.5%. But Dave, even that is better than 97, 98% of market participants right now. And what I'm trying to get across is we have been utilizing this scenario modeling strategy since mid-January on this particular event. And those of us, you know, some of us have kind of pursued the strategy and acted on it more aggressively than others here at Dumb Money, but the strategy has been gold. It has been gold. And it's the one strategy that I can truly embrace during volatile times like this because you have to have a structured way to think and process how you're going to react to various scenarios that come into play to prepare your mind intraday and overnight for this type of a market. Uh, Jordan, um, what, what, what kind of scenarios are you thinking of that could either mark a kind of more of a positive move or a negative move that could realistically come into play over the next, call it few days to weeks, a few weeks? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me is uh, just watching the numbers uh, as they come out daily <clears throat> and just trying to get a grasp on them. Is this thing accelerating still? Um, are we going to have more panic? Are we going to be – the social distancing thing really worries me, right? Um, I think it's a good idea. I think it's something that we need to do. But at the same time, if you're social distancing, you're not out spending money. And the consumer's like, what, like 80% of our economy or 60 70% of our economy? So – yeah, I think I think the the message is starting to get out there that this that this is something that if you are in a high risk group you want to make sure you're social distancing, but that for most people this is not as big of a concern. And while we've all stockpiled on toilet paper and uh, frozen meat, uh, there's there's hopefully we're not going to get to the point where I'm having to you know, break into Chris's garage and uh, take some of his supplies because I wasn't as prepared as he is. Yeah, but I think, Jordan, you're right. I mean, the social distancing and the quarantining will actually absolutely have a negative impact on global economies, but that's short term, right? I think if we start to see that we have a way to burn off this virus in the manner that China ultimately did, and it looks like maybe South Korea is doing right now, utilizing quarantining and social distancing, then the market is forward thinking. And while we could take an initial hit off of that, I think that will mark the beginning of the bottoming cycle that we can start to really think about putting meaningful money into our kind of reversal stocks, right? Um, yeah, I, I completely agree. And I, I think that there's 
we don't know, you know, we can't predict that pattern, but it really comes down to watching cities in the U.S., watching what happens in Seattle, watching what happens in places that that can help us determine what might happen in other parts of this country. And it's it's really that's that's kind of it's it's just being out there and listening and trying to find those those little moments that uh, help help us determine what's going to happen. It's, it's what we call social observation. And re the reality is 95% of that today is done online. I spend probably 14 to 16 hours a day right now on Twitter, right? And I'm essentially observing, socially observing the world, socially observing patterns, how people are thinking about this, sentiment. Right, I'm looking for these scenarios to play out. So when I start to talk about some of these scenarios, I want to talk about maybe one or two more positive scenarios before we get into some really negative ones. Um, there is still a chance that warmer weather, and it's coming very soon, maybe, we don't have any evidence of this, but maybe it could start to have a similar impact to other types of similar, um, you know, historic viruses that, that, that will allow us, will, will allow this one to burn off, right? Um, will allow this one to kind of settle down. So that could be a positive. So we need to start looking at geographic areas of the world that have this issue where, and to see if they start leveling out based on weather. Those will be kind of the first signs that weather could potentially be a savior for us going into the spring and early summer. So I'm looking for those signs, like those early, early signs. Um, additional, uh, let's see, additional things that could be positive. Oh, you know, there, there's not there's not a whole lot of positive stuff I have I have left here. Of course, along that line, I did come across a paper this morning. I need to send it along. I haven't sent it yet, but it's uh, basically showing that most of the major outbreaks have happened within a certain latitude range and um, temperature and humidity range, which is interesting. So are you showing that maybe as you get to a warmer climate or higher humidity climate that, that it improves? Right. And so basically there are people who have the virus in warmer climates, but there's no outbreaks, right? There are people that have traveled or, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, but the, the major outbreaks are happening like, like Washington and Japan and places that are a little bit further north of you know, where we are. So Jordan, I think that's really something that we need to be watching over the coming days, because if that starts to hit real financial news circuits, that yeah. could be a really meaningful sentiment changer, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, I have some negatives though I wanna talk about, and I think this could pop up in the next few days. So this is something that I'm watching really carefully. Any type of political leader or celebrity, okay, political leader or celebrity that gets diagnosed with the virus, I think will have an outsized negative impact on sentiments and, and market psychology, okay? You know we live in social times, and people just don't pay attention to things until it happens to people of notability, right? So. That, I think, could be a real big negative driver. And if we see it intraday, if I see that happen at, you know, 1.15 in the afternoon, I can tell you right now I'm going to immediately um, go shorter on my portfolio, that, you know, kind of rebalance my portfolio shorter, at least temporarily, just based on that hitting the news cycle, if I can get a, kind of a 30-second edge on the news cycle there. Uh, Dave, what are you going to do when the market is up 300 points? That's that's where we stand right now. We, we Things are moving so fast. 
I we're we're on we're on a video right now, and we don't know why the market's going up. No, no. Norm, normally, I know exactly what what's driving it. Uh, school closure. Uh, I am monitoring school closures. So I think if we start to see regional school closure, right now they're local. If it goes from local to regional, that's a really bad sign. And if it obviously goes from regional to national, I think that is a catastrophic sign that will send the market firing lower and we'll be nowhere near bottom if we see national school closures. What happens with school closures, for those of y'all that don't have kids, what you don't understand is when schools close, nobody's going to work. Nobody's doing anything because at that point, everyone's having to stay home to look out for their kids. And it just has a massive impact on the amount of money we have to spend to feed our, a lot of people have to feed their kids because kids are being fed at school, right? So if you have people that have to then feed their kids at home, it sounds ridiculous for a lot of us, but for a big part of the society, that's a really big deal. Um, Statewide lockdown. That could be like 30% of of families. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, Statewide lockdowns. We have not seen a state lockdown in the United States. But the first time that happens, and it could potentially happen within, I think, seven to 10 days, seven to 14 days from now. If we see that happen, again, a really negative sign. So closely following even rumors that a state is preparing to lock itself down or even a city preparing to lock itself down. If that actually were to happen, if things in a worst case scenario, that could be a catastrophic sign for, again, sentiment and market psychology. Well, Chris, here's one that happened uh, just recently. Austin, uh, uh, all of their schools basically put out a bulletin that said that if a teacher travels outside the Austin area, they have to they have to put themselves into a 14-day quarantine. They're not allowed to return to for 14 days. Yeah, so these are kind of like early, they're early signals, right? Early signals that you could only have so many of those teachers kind of call in absent. Um, before, you know, school just says, you know what, we have parents that are complaining, they, they want to hold their kids back from school. We, we've now lost, you know, 13, 15% of our teachers are quarantined. Let's just shut the school down for two weeks, right? Precautionary. Once you start to see that happening, I think it will start to cascade. So these are all things that might not happen, but these are things that we're watching for. And I personally know exactly what I'm going to do in my portfolio if and when I see these things unfold that are either positive or negative uh, for the market. Sounds like a negative, but it could also be a positive, right? Rip the Band-Aid off, let everybody kind of isolate for a few weeks, and then when this thing flushes itself out, we can get back to normal, right? I mean, is that a bad way to think about it? Um, I think think it's a good way to think about it long-term, but short-term, some of those quarantining type events will absolutely be negative for the market. Oh, totally. And, but listen, you're right, Jordan. I think they simultaneously signal the worst that worst case scenario, but the worst case scenario, once it's in, we all know eventually leads to the best case scenario, which in this case, allowing this virus to burn itself out. So they could come at the same time, which again, signals kind of a market bottoming when they happen. So in that case, you might want, you know, I think what I would likely go shorter, harder, quicker, and then probably immediately be ready to turn that trade around and reverse it. 
And that's what we're seeing so far in the market. The market does not know how to react to this. And so one day we have our biggest gain ever. And then the next day we have our third biggest loss in history. You know, and it, it's been going back and forth, more down than up. But I think that that also presents an opportunity because you have, if you're able to watch it and and play it, it like Chris does, but you have a very different philosophy than I do. You you will make money in this market. I'm more of a protective. I'm I'm trying to protect my portfolio, make sure that um, I I'm prepared for a year long downtrend in the market where I don't start to feel panicked and feel like I need to sell things. I, I'm protecting my portfolio using puts on broad indexes that that are very close to mirroring my portfolio. I'm not looking to uh, each of these things because everything you've mentioned, you have a specific thing that you're planning to do with your portfolio, but you are taking a huge risk that you made the wrong guess, that you thought that the uh, school closure would cause a whipsaw down and then eventually up. And so you're shorting and then going long. What if, like Jordan says, people perceive a school closure as, oh, well, we're taking this seriously finally. So that's a positive sign. I'm going to start buying stocks. Well, it's, it's well, hard to predict that I'm, I'm letting Chris jump in first and take that 10% gain. And then I'm going to jump in for the rest of it. Listen, I, I think if you think about any of these scenarios long enough and hard enough, I'm not saying you're going to be perfect engaging the market's reaction, but I actually think that's probably the easiest part is to say, hey, a celebrity, a big celebrity gets, comes, gets, gets uh, the virus, it's going to be a negative reaction. The school that, big that, school, that's, that's where I mean, if there's a outsized event such as a celebrity or political figure, and we already have uh, some senators who are in self-quarantine, but as soon as there's a confirmed case of a major public figure in the United States having, uh, you know, that's yeah. that's when I start to yeah. look. Well, that's for this. And, and I will have a plan for that. And what if Ted Cruz comes down with it? I mean, that that would be pretty shocking news to the system. I'm glad you mentioned that specific news <laughs> because I'm actually following closely those senators that are in quarantine. Um, because I'm trying to see, you know, I think there will be a leak of how they're doing before it's officially announced. So if you're closely following all kind of chatter related to them, uh, you're likely to see a leak before it gets officially announced. Now, I just want to say, you're right, Dave. I do. I trade this more aggressively. I recall being 13 years old during the market crash of 1987, and uh, the little investment nerd that I was at the time, uh, I, you know, I had at that time I swore that it was going to happen again someday. So I remember them saying, "Hey, this is going to happen again someday," and that I would be ready for it. And I, I was going to prepare myself uh, to profit from 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 those type of of massive black swan events. And you know, in 2008, I wasn't financially, uh, you know, uh, I guess in a place where I am today to take real advantage of it. I was fortunate enough to kind of hedge my portfolio about a third of the way down in 2008 during that great market crash, um, the great financial crash. And, you know, my account, I think, was roughly even that year and most others were way down. Um, but this, I have been waiting for this event since 2008 because now I'm finally at a place where I have a massive amount of capital that I can put at risk, can put behind my ideas. 
Um, and it's not for everyone, right? Not everyone has the ability to do that. And by the way, this is a good time to state we're not financial advisors. Do We're not here providing a financial advice of what you should do. We're just telling you what we do in our portfolios, how we think about this for education and entertainment purposes only, because we have no idea what your risk tolerance is, and we do not want you mimicking our trades. But for fun and education, uh, you know, if this helps you understand how we think about the market, for me, this is a once in a decade or decade and a half type of opportunity, and I have been waiting and waiting for this. So I'm going to aggressively trade it, but even if you're not aggressively trading it, like Dave, you're not aggressively trading it, Jordan, you're not aggressively trading it, you can still use the same principles to potentially hedge your portfolio, right? To potentially kind of take advantage of the situation and maybe slightly get in front of the crowd in terms of maybe placing some longer term bets when you feel we're a little closer to a bottom. And we should probably talk about that in a minute here. And that, and that is, you know, that is my plan because there are there are a lot of stocks and kind of getting to what this whole topic of this episode is, is, is what are those stocks? What are the ones that we're picking when this market eventually does have its rebound, which we're we're confident that it's going to happen, but we we're trying to determine that time frame. And is it is it a week? Is it a month? Is it a year? But we want to be prepared. I can't wait to talk about this because I love my favorite pick. I, I mean, I'm half embarrassed of it, but I, I cannot wait to tell you guys the stock that I bought five minutes before this webcast. So, did you do it? Did you do it today? Because I know you bought one yesterday too. I bought. I, uh, let me. Sh should I just come out and say it right now? Well, I, I do. Before we get into this topic, I want to remind people that this Dumb Money channel, our primary channel, will no longer have our live broadcasts in the future. So we encourage you all. We have we have nearly 200 people watching right now. We encourage you all to check out our new channel. We are going to hit 100 subscribers here live. It's going to be very exciting. We're at 98 yes, right now. Awesome. So if you haven't if you haven't gone over there yet. You can uh, check the link in our description or go to dumbmoney.tv slash live and you'll be able to uh, be on the channel where all of our future live webcasts will happen. Yeah, and we won't see them here anymore, so you got to sign up for that channel. Oh, man, I want to see who number 100 is. Let's and because it's a brand new channel, um, YouTube doesn't gen generally promote brand new content as much, so you really have to turn on that subscription uh, notification bell. Make sure you set it to all because otherwise, they even when you say all, they don't send it to everyone. So that's really your best chance. Oh, and look at that. We just launched. Yes. All we had to do was talk about it. Thank you guys so much. 107 subscribers. We will be looking at your comments. We, we're having comments come in from the live chat on both sides. So thank you guys so much. Hey, we hey. It. We're, we're now officially... A uh, new YouTube channel. We, we promise, I promise 2020 to bring all of my best ideas to the live channel during our live episodes. We had some just insane trades over the last you know year and a half, and we will bring our best ideas. It's the, really the only place I talk about that stuff. And we you know I, I have people emailing me from around the world, you know, asking me to share my ideas. I don't like sharing them anywhere, but I will share them on Dumb Money Live. It's 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 just our family, all right? So like like we will always share our best ideas and things on Dumb Money Live for y'all that sign up for that new channel. Um, can I talk about the pick? Because I think it's a little crazy. Yeah, because you know? we don't we don't agree. So I really want you to start this because. Um, okay, so here's the thing. It's a good debate. 
Okay, here's the thing. Uh, I know it seems insane. Um, I know sometimes it's hard during times like this to throw money down on maybe the one stock that has just gotten slaughtered worse than almost any other stock in the stock market based on the event. But there's one thing that I've learned trading over the last few decades. And I've traded a lot of sectors, um, including travel, uh, including consumer, uh, including even cruises, right? I've traded these cruise lines. And I, and I really do believe that it might take a little bit of time and we might need a positive outcome, but at the end of the day, there's one thing that has never failed, and that's cruisers are gonna cruise. Cruisers are gonna cruise. They're gonna cruise. You can't stop them. You can't stop the cruisers from cruising. They're not gonna go. You've lost your mind, first of all. You may be right. Cruises, cruises gonna cruise, but I think. Um, <laughs> And, and I really actually wanted to title this uh, webcast that, but I didn't want to give away your big pick. I know. Listen, I know it seems crazy. I can't do it. <clears throat> I, have been, I have been trading and watching these cruise lines for over a decade, decade and a half, and it amazes me. It amazes me how fast they rebound. I want to tell you a story right now. I want to tell you a story right now from my neighborhood, okay? Now, for those of you all that don't know, We've been really fortunate. We live in a really nice, affluent neighborhood in Dallas, Texas, uh, and we have a lot of really smart people that you know. Or, you know, you think they have money to do whatever they want to do, travel wherever they want to travel, however they want to travel. And we're friends with the with a travel agent who represents a lot of these people. And you'd be shocked how many of her clients here in our neighborhood this week are flying to Florida to get on a Disney cruise when they could have the money to do whatever they want. And you know what one of them actually told her? She said, are you sure you want to actually go on the cruise? They actually told her, one family said, you know what? We're okay, we're bringing uh, puzzles and board games. So in case we get quarantined for a couple weeks, we'll have plenty to do in our room. And that's coming from an affluent, Right, family that can go. Oh anywhere. yeah, o only in our neighborhood can people just take off a couple of weeks and play. Well, yeah, if my spring no. break ends up being five weeks, that's cool. No, Dave, Dave, most I'll just hang out on the Lido cruise. deck with my game of skip bow. No, most cruisers are retired, Dave. They got all the time. I know. They got all the and time. That's where I, that's where I have a differing opinion with you. I I know that your examples are um, young professionals with kids who are going on cruises, which is no, not, not the, that is not the target market for most cruise lines. If you think about, they are the the more retired older people, the people who are susceptible to medical outbreaks that happen worldwide. Think. Past this thing, this thing's going to end eventually. And when it ends, the, uh, here's the thing. So Wall Street, Wall Street doesn't When like it ends, do you not think that they might have done something else this year that they liked? Like, oh, visiting the wine country sure was fun. I really liked not having to sleep on my travel mo means of transportation. Have you been on a carnival cruise ship, Dave? They don't go to um, wine. I have not been on a cruise ship since I was a kid, and I actually loved it then. And I do love a lot of things about it. Now, if you now if you ask me personally, I I haven't been on a cruise in forever, but the idea of having like just buffets and live stage show entertainment and um like 
you're you wake up at a new place every day and you get to go traveling around in different parts of the world that's interesting to me i i would if you didn't have to be on a cruise ship i would love the cruise everything else about it if i could just be in a I don't know something other than something other than trapped on this steel thing out in the middle of the ocean. Let me tell let me tell you why it's down because Wall Street doesn't understand cruising. Those guys don't cruise. Hedge fund managers don't cruise. Okay, they don't. Under, they're like, who on earth after this is over is going to get on a cruise ship? One of those steel boxes. Well, I'll tell you, the cruisers from Ohio, they're going to get on it. The cruisers from Oklahoma, they're getting it on it. You love you love cruising. You cruise on the I Disney cruise. cruise. I know for a fact that twice. you are a cruiser, and you, you're a cruiser going to cruise. No, 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 I'm not a cruiser. I've done it twice on Disney, and that is the best cruise line in the world. But I'm not a cruiser. But I do know the cruiser mindset. And I'm telling you right now today, you've heard it here. Cruisers are going to cruise. One – because yeah. they can't afford other types of vacations. Jordan, go ahead. What do you think? I think people are starting to realize that if you get on a cruise ship, you're just rolling the dice on a really bad experience. It might end up in death. You might have a great time. I don't know, but it's you just it's a dice roll every time. Do you remember norovirus? Do you remember norovirus? We had the same thing with cruise ships getting quarantined for norovirus. Do you remember that? Now, not as bad as this, granted, but do you remember that? Do you know how long it took for cruise ships to rebound? Almost immediately they rebounded. Almost immediately. There are people right now that cruise book for the summer, and they're like, I cannot wait for the news to get better, and then we're going to be cruising it up this summer. That's right. That's right. In fact, I'm telling you guys, this is just – so here's my trade, okay? I purchased five minutes before we started today – I purchased some January 2021 uh, Royal Caribbean call options at the $60 strike price, okay? The $60 strike price. In fact, I didn't double check to see if my order went through. Uh, I better check. Oh, my God, it didn't go through. Now i got to raise the bid. Oh, my God. These things are way up. They're way up. Look at the I'm way up. I missed the boat on this thing. Oh, hold on. Didn't I you got a, I yesterday? Size right what now. did you buy yesterday that you texted the group? But I did get I did get some yesterday. Um, so I got them yesterday. So I'm already making money on the ones I did yesterday. But uh, I was going to buy these for ten bucks. Now they're at fifteen in the last thirty minutes. I went from ten to fifteen. Unbelievable! <laughs> I, I got too cheap on my order, and it didn't go through. I'm so upset with myself right now. Um, <clears> I hope. It- People watching this thing that are driving the price up. That's going to piss me off. Uh, anyway, listen, guys. I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow or in two months or three months or four months or five months. But I think, you know, assuming that we think we hit a market bottom, we're talking about reversal stocks. We're talking about stocks that when we think we hit a bottom that we want to get into. And when I think we see that, I already bought in. I bought in yesterday a little bit. But as we get closer to the bottom, as we get closer to it, Royal Caribbean is the cruise line that is the most at risk because of their debt-let ratio. But they just, I think, uh, got into a $750 million revolving debt line with J.P. Morgan yesterday. 
They announced that they want to bring in another billion and a half of liquidity into the company. They're going to lower their cost structure, lower their capital cost. You know who I think is going to give them some of that billion and a half dollars, guys? You know who I think it's going to be? Government. Yes. I think huh? it's going to be the U.S. government. I think whether in the form of, of uh, free money in the form of loans or just here's some bailout because we have an industry that supplies a lot of jobs. Well, here's Here the deal. You go. You've got a lot of debt holders, right? You don't want you don't, you want to see them whole, right? And uh, this the, the industry is a cash machine. It makes a ton of money. So yeah. So uh, you know, someone someone just I'm going to let you guys get to your favorite pick, but someone just said win. I I agree. I totally agree. I think win is right up there with another one of those rebound stocks that I listen. I haven't owned win in a couple years, two years. Uh, but it's certainly one of those stocks that I am going to get into um, as a rebound stock because these are the stocks that were hurt the most historically as long as they can survive. Now, you have to make sure they can survive. I for, I believe that Wynn and Royal Caribbean will survive as long as we get through this mess, and I think they will come out of it maybe, you know, not quite as strong as before in the, in the, in the, in the short-term future. But in the medium term future, had listen, Royal Caribbean, those big boats with the malls on them. Do you know how much people in Idaho and Ohio and Oklahoma love those big mall ships? Oh, they love them. They're going to cruise. If anyone, if anyone's watching, is in Ohio or Oklahoma or wherever you just said. Sorry. <laughs> let us know if he is off base or if that is actually what you're thinking. My thought on this is. Royal Caribbean has been trending up over the past, you know, five-ish years, but we're but they haven't just had this like huge success, and they haven't pulled back to the point where they were. They're not that much higher than they were five years ago. And, and by and the way, they are one back, of the largest to about that level. So, right as far are, as are more cruisers going to cruise this year than they did five years ago, or four years ago, or three years ago? Do you think that? That there's any reason that the stock price today shouldn't be should be higher than it is, other than the government giving them free money. But I think that I was fine with Royal Caribbean being back at the uh, $65 range five years ago, and it's at 51 now. No, Dave. That Royal Caribbean is up because they have spent massively on their on their fleet over the past six, seven years. That's why the stock is up, and that's why it's at 140. Because after all those years of investing and waiting for these ships to be built, they finally have all these ships built. They are Jordan. Go ahead. I think you were just talking about how big they were for the cruise industry, Jordan. No, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm agreeing with you, but at the same time, no. My comment was more about uh, just if you look at uh, trends and the way people spend money, they're one of the biggest contributors to, you know, CO2 and greenhouse gases. Um, out there, right? Because they run on a very dirty um, uh, oil, right? Uh, yes. They don't run like a clean gas, like a refined gasoline. They run on like the bottom of the barrel sludge that spews smoke into the atmosphere. But Jordan, Jordan, what sixty-year-old in Ohio is thinking about that? None of cruisers That's going to work itself through, and eventually, people are going to realize, hey. Hey, this is good for the environment. I am not. I am not saying that this is a long-term hold. For me, this is a rebound trade. It's a rebound trade yeah. 
for the next nine months, eight months. That's what I'm saying. I bought those options yesterday and I think $12 and change, the $60 calls, my break even on them is 72 bucks at Royal Caribbean. So if Royal Caribbean goes up to a hundred bucks a share, I'm basically looking at a three X on that, you know, three, three and a half X on that. So the trade, I, I, I completely agree. If you're looking at for something to buy and hold on to, I don't think it's the one. I'm not. I'm not looking at Royal Caribbean as a long-term holding. I'm looking at it as a re- – today's episode is all about rebound trades. Oh, it could be about long-term entry points too. But for that for that pick, it's a rebound trade. And I'll, I have another pick later I'll talk about that's more of a long-term holding. But what are your guys' picks for the rebound? So I, I do want to just – I do want to just say that um, as a rebound stock, I agree that it has some room to go up. It's already done a lot of that today. It's already up 10% and you haven't even gotten your second order in yet. But <laughs> yesterday's order, how much money did you make on yesterday's? I don't even know how many you bought, but um, I think you bought I, the same January It was, very, it was a very calls. small trade, very small trade for me yesterday. Um, but I'm up, if it's at 16 bucks now, I'm already up 20%, but who cares? I mean, I'm not in this for 20%. I'm in this for 300%, 300%. So my, my goal is a three, 400% move on these. And if I don't make that, I'm not going to be super happy. Um, okay. But uh, so your 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 big rebound pick is Royal Caribbean, and we're we're gonna maybe come back in a month and see how we all did. Maybe no, two months. I don't even know what your time frame is. This is not for a month. This is for like nine months from now. Give me nine months for that trade. I want nine months. Okay, you have until January. <laughs> okay, you say cruise is going to cruise. I'm going to say shopper's going to shop. <laughs> and my pick is my favorite, my favorite stock, long term, short term. It's been crushed a little bit, but I know it's coming back. I tweeted about this the other day. If I can just pull that up, this is a picture from my kitchen uh, during this uh, worldwide news event where Chris Camillo tells me that I need to stock up on supplies, and so um, while I'm out of the country, I jump on. Amazon and I order more stuff than I possibly need. Um, so my pick for this rebound is Amazon. <laughs> hey Dave, you stole my sec the second part of my pick. You know it. I love Amazon. I love it. And me and Dave both bought uh, Amazon. We doubled down on our Amazon this week. Um, and, you know, I I'm with you. I don't know. I will not battle you on that pick one bit. You know, I think they've gotten so unfairly punished here because think about it. You know, Costco was up last week and Target was up last week because people could visually see how many people were in those stores. But my goodness, Amazon had to have been doing twice as good, three times as good as Target and Costco last week. Because everyone I know was ordering off of Amazon, right? And then AWS, yeah. by the way, is looking really good right now. Their G trends that that's a G trends are phenomenal right now. Yeah, and, Google. And their, yeah, their their chart they're down big from where they were. Mm -hmm. And I this is a company that I want to hold long term. So um, I own a lot of their stock. It's very expensive. Rather than um, putting putting it in, in in a market where who knows what could happen. It could go down. I bought options on Amazon representing the number of shares that I would like to eventually own. And if it, you know, if this market 
goes down longer than we think, or for whatever reason, uh, Amazon doesn't recover. Um, I'm limiting my losses by using call options, but this, this is a stock that I plan to own for forever. Hey, can I just say someone in our comments just said the cruise call uh, is early. Listen, I'm not saying it's not early. I'm not. I'm just started building a small, um, you know, position in that trade. Um, I really hope that Royal Caribbean comes down hard, comes down harder. I would love to double down, triple down on that trade here, 10 or 15 or even 20 percent lower or 25 percent lower than where it is now. So we haven't necessarily called the bottom yet. OK, we're not calling a bottom. Um, we're just saying if and when we feel like we're getting closer to that bottom and we start to kind of build into these rebound trades, these are our favorite picks. There's so many, but these are our favorites. And they're for very different reasons. I mean, there could could there be any different reasons for between Amazon and, and, and Royal Caribbean? I mean, Amazon is just one that we feel confident in for the next five years, 10 years. Um, uh, Jordan, how about you? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm with Dave on Amazon. I've, I've picked up some more Amazon as it's come down. But mine that I'm really looking at, um, it's taken a huge hit, but I think it bounced back up once they allow, uh, once a, a lot of the corporations start allowing, uh, uh, you know, non-essential travel back is American Airlines. Uh, and maybe even Marriott. Uh, Marriott's down like 35%. Uh, American Airlines is down 50%. But I think both of those, um, you know, um, especially American Airlines. I don't think the government's going to let them totally fail. So um. that, that's an awesome pick, Jordan, because, you know, if you think about what airline you want to go with, if it's a rebound pick, if it's a rebound pick, you go for the weakest. Right. Because because American Airlines has got hit so much harder than the other airlines because of their debt to equity ratio. And I really do kind of believe that they are going to have an opportunity to sew up that debt and kind of get more financially secure by guess who? Who's going to be, guys? The government, right? The government. So it's like I, I love that. Jordan, I'm, I'm totally with you on that, assuming that the government comes out this week and says they're going to support this with you know corporate debt if necessary to lend them the money to get through this period. Mm-hmm. Uh, any yeah, other- and I, I agree with that. Amer- American is is the airline that you know. If you look at, I, I have some uh, some puts on Delta as well right now, um, but that's not doing well now that uh, there's so many uh, rumors of this economic stimulus. Um, but American was hit hardest, and that that debt is the one thing that the government has some leeway to uh, to impact, and I think American will be the big winner there. Well, look. I mean, they've got they've got the ammo. Uh, they need to use it, and I think uh, if you look for places where it makes sense to use it, I think that's that's a good place. Nope. And uh, Americans only up three percent right now, where Royals already up five percent. So you still have time, Jordan, to get your order in. Yeah, it's fifteen bucks. It's real cheap. Yeah. Royal Caribbean has a twenty percent. Move low to high today from 40 bucks to 50. That's insane, guys. That's out that of control. Insane. That, mm-hmm. that signals to me, it signals to me someone might know something about this government stimulus and how it's going to impact cruise. I don't know. That it could, um, that it could specifically have something uh, for the cruise industry over others. 
I don't, well, just, it's not so much that it's more about they would benefit more than others if they got anything at all, because they're, they're getting hurt more than others. So there's more room to move up. Right. Um, now that said guys, when, you know, there's a couple others I just want to talk about because it's just, gosh, Disney's at one Oh six. Disney. Disney is one of the other. Yeah. You want to hold Disney for long-term it's, it's a good opportunity. And I've, uh, there's there's talk. I'm going to start looking at the comments. We do want to address comments, um, and we're already coming up on an hour, and we we may go a little long today. So uh, I'm going to start looking at comments on both right, channels. Well, at comments. If you subscribe to the new channel, you need to go over and subscribe there. We are currently at a 144 subscribers. Look at that. Oh yeah, nice. Um, can I just say one more rebound stock? I really want to talk about. It's not necessarily yes, a huge do. rebound. Uh, you know, Microsoft is one of the few companies that I, you know, I missed out on that run this last year. And I picked up some Microsoft here, even though we're not, you know, might not be at the low because, you know, I love Microsoft in general, what they're doing with their cloud services, but people are, are forgetting that we have a refresh cycle coming up in gaming. That new Xbox is coming out, right? And so that's yet another accelerator for Microsoft assuming we can kind of get through this here. And, and I think their cloud computing is only going to benefit from people staying at home the next couple months, if that's what happens. Uh, Microsoft is like right up there, one of my favorite kind of picks here, uh, you know, at a, as a rebound. Well, they're doing really well in hardware too. I think people really like the tablet laptop combos they've got. Um, they're doing a really good job all around. Yeah, and I'm, a, I'm an Apple guy, but yeah. Uh, all right, Dave, what do you see in the comments? Anything? Uh, we, we have some questions around the oil market and uh, what we think about the whole situation on a long-term point of view. Would it have potentially a bigger impact than that uh, worldwide medical concern? So, you know, first off, let me say uh, the energy sector is not an area of expertise for us, but I did take a phone call yesterday um, with uh, someone uh, in the industry uh, on Wall Street who has deep, deep expertise uh, in the energy sector um, um, and just kind of get his viewpoint. And, you know, hey, listen, you can watch CNBC and you get a lot of viewpoints on energy. I think there's a tremendous amount of risk there uh, going forward. I, I don't think we have any clue how this plays out with energy. Because on one hand, you have a situation where Russia really truly does look like they want to hurt the shale industry here in the u.s there's also been rumors that russia has contracts to sell a tremendous amount of oil at set pricing to china and if that's actually true they can survive a long time on 20 to 30 dollar oil which i don't think was factored in initially when this news broke so you know they're claiming they could survive six to ten years on 20 to 30 dollar oil and maybe part of that are these contracts to sell at fixed prices to China. So if Russia truly has the ability to wait this out and they see this as a way to kick America um, while we're down for other reasons, um, it could get really ugly. That said, I don't really have that sort of industry expertise. So I'm really going on the advice of just kind of my Wall Street network um, on what they think. And, and it's pretty negative and, and pretty dark, quite honestly. And I, and I think that is something that needs to be taken into account. Next question. Uh, why is 
Jordan's last name hidden in the title, and why is he we wearing sunglasses? Does he have something to hide? <laughs> he has less See, so to for the last, for the last uh, two or three of these, um, I was I was out of town, and I was on the beach wearing sunglasses, so it's like someone has to carry that on. It's like 78 degrees in my backyard, so how could I, why would I miss an opportunity to sit outside? It's It, it looks amazing there. It's uh, nice and chilly in my studio. Hey, I just saw a comment that I thought was really interesting. Um, someone, because I used to trade this stock all the time. Um, I love trading this stock. Uh, I, I um, Basically, they're saying uh, IMAX um, hasn't gone down that much, which is just surprising to me. You would think IMAX would be like way down. And I, has it not gone down that much? Do people still, like, is that a thing? Do people still go to IMAX shows? Yeah, and you'd think that would get just crushed here. Maybe the reason why it hasn't gone down as much, I'm just, by the way, I'm just kind of floating some thesis. You're right, it's not down that much, is because people think that, you know, an IMAX, while you might not go to the movies, if you are going to go to the movies, maybe you're prone to go to, like, just the movies that are real theater events that are, like, IMAX-type events. I don't know. Yeah, and, and I don't uh, are there a lot of those movies coming out right now? It looks like they're down from around $22 down to 14 now. So they've, they've come down. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, I can't speak that intelligently on IMAX because it's been a few years since I've traded it actively. So I don't know what the company is going through right now, but yeah, I, I would think they would get, they would have gotten kicked down a little harder here. Um, what do you think uh, the chances of our recession? Danny's asking. Uh, he remembers we said 5% in the past is looking more like 20% chance now. Do you think – see, for me, I think the economy was strong, and the outcome of this event is unknown. But long term, even in shorter term, I, I feel like we're, we're going to come back sooner than later. Yeah, and by the way, recession is a really tricky, broad term, and it and it means a lot of things. And it's you know, one recession doesn't necessarily correlate to another recession. Uh, every recession is different. Um, this is a really interesting, special circumstance. Um, I don't have. Listen, I'm not going to try to predict our chances of having a recession. My mind isn't going there right now. I'm not thinking that far ahead. I'm focused. On day-to-day -day moves, um, a recession is either going to happen or it's not going to happen. But even if it does happen, I think this could be one of these really weird anomaly recessions where we think it could be short-lived and the market might trade through it. Um, I, because honestly, a recession is the one thing that we've needed for so long and we just don't have you know, the wherewithal to withstand it or let it happen, we might have it forced on us, right? It might get forced on us from this pandemic. And if it actually happens, it might, I know this sounds crazy, but it might actually be seen as a breath of fresh air and like, great, we're actually having a recession. Let's look through it now, now that we've gotten, gotten that out of our way. And we don't have to worry about this recession that's going to happen in a year or two yeah. years. You know, everyone was so worried about how big is it going to be when we keep postponing it forever? It hasn't happened in like 12 years. If you keep postponing the recession, the worry of a recession almost can do worse than just having it and getting it out of the way. So I'm not going to, I'm not overthinking the whole recession talk stuff. I'm more about trying to time a market bottom. We'll see what it does over the next two, three, four, five months. I think with all the stimulus that's about to happen, 
and zero to one half percent interest rates, I think what we're going to see are companies doing financial engineering unlike you have ever seen before. I think companies are going to increase their buybacks massively. They're going to increase their debt load with money from the government. I think they are going to buy back stock. I think they're going to make acquisitions on companies that return 4 and 5% and 6% on your money when they're borrowing money between 1% and 2%, and they're going to financially engineer earnings. And I think that is going to propel the market up significantly. That's just my view, okay? And that's why we're doubling all that starts positions when we hit, hit a market bottom. All of that starts with the uh, press briefing we're expecting tonight to see what that stimulus package actually is. Because Delta actually announced that they're going to be suspending their buyback program temporarily. But let's see if, if something big happens for the airlines. Delta may uh, reverse course and and put that back in place. Question that we've, we've kind of touched on, but Harvard is closed. Other colleges will send students home. Any thoughts? Yeah, that's kind of getting back to our scenario modeling that we discussed earlier. You know, one of the scenarios that we're modeling out is school closures, and we're keeping a close eye on when right now they're local. And local, you know, is no big deal. But when it goes from local to um, regional, meaning rather than it being Harvard closing down, it's essentially all the colleges and universities in Massachusetts are closing down or everything in Boston's closing down, right? That is the trigger event that we think we might that might cause another leg lower in the market and cause sentiment and market psychology to really drift lower. Because as soon as it goes regional, what's going to pop in everyone's head? Is it going to go national, right? And so there's not a big jump between regional and national. And national shutdowns are a catastrophe for the market, I think, short term at least, right, in terms of market sentiment. So, yeah, I think we'll, we're going to watch it closely. Um, listen, like I said, we're on. We're literally reading market data off of Twitter, fourteen to sixteen hours a day, checking school closures, checking people that are in quarantine that are notable, like congressmen and senators, uh, any celebrities that get impacted, any type of state closures, um, state lockdowns, border closures, like what just happened in Italy. Where who was it that closed their border to Italy, Jordan, earlier? Austria. Austria. Um, if we start to see more of those, that's a net net negative. Um, and listen, guys, do you, we're not going to be able to pick the bottom. I mean, have I ever? I don't. I, I don't even know anyone that's ever picked a bottom, right, in a black swan scenario like this. That's not really the goal. Yesterday, tomorrow, it could be a month from now. Um, yeah, want to see some positive. There's a recovery in place. I would say right now my portfolio is positioned about maybe 15% of where I want it to be if there were a bottom, right? So I really hope the bottom is not in yet. Um, I would like to see the bottom happen 10 to 15% lower than where we are today if it's going to happen. I prefer it to happen sooner than later so we can get it over with. Um, but my gut instinct tells me it's probably not a bottom here, but I'm starting, you know, we're, we're watching it closely and we're, we're not going to save all of our bottom trades for that magical moment in case we're wrong. Here's the thing. I mean, I think you could still have bad news out a week, two weeks, three weeks from now. And so that's why, you know, I'm kind of with you. I don't really think this thing's bottomed out yet, but who knows? I mean, if the government comes in and 
flushes a bunch of cash into some businesses, then maybe that uh, maybe that changes things. But um, yeah, but we'll, I, I think Chris made a good point about delaying a recession further may be, you know, more detrimental in the long term. Uh, yeah, if we if we can get to that this period of a recession now, we nobody wants a recession, but it it historically happens, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm just reading a text from one of my buddies on my watch. Uh, I don't know if it's a joke. Do you, do, you, do you think Olive Garden will take a hit? I'm sure their Tuscan Culinary Center is shuttered. <laughs> it's got to be a, <laughs> be a joke. Um, so, um, listen, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not definitely not calling a bottom. And, and I think one thing that's really important, we, we talk about scenario modeling. It's not about one scenario. There's no one scenario that's going to mark, you know, a market downturn or a bottom. It's the collective. It's the collectiveness of four or five or six or seven of these scenarios that start to kind of compound on top of each other, right? So if we start to see over a 24-hour period a dramatic increase in school closings, um, coinciding with some notable people. Um, you know, getting diagnosed with the virus, coinciding uh, with maybe one or two more countries taking a turn for the worse. Maybe it's, you know, maybe it's uh, Germany, you know, maybe it's, you know, the UK. Um, It's looking at the collectiveness of all those scenarios and trying to balance out positive versus negative and how you feel that's going to play out in the market. But if you don't at least draft out those scenarios for yourself, then you're flying blind through this. And all you're gonna be doing is reacting to market news and reacting to other people's reactions. And you're always gonna be one step behind. So to kind of reframe today's episode, you wanna have a prepared mind. And the only way you're gonna have a prepared mind in this type of environment is with scenario modeling and spending a tremendous amount of time looking at those scenarios, understanding how you're going to react to those scenarios and then trying to assess which, if any of those scenarios, is playing out or is getting close to playing out, and then essentially modifying your portfolio as you already anticipated you would for each of those scenarios. That's yeah. what we're doing. It's not what you should do. That's what we're doing. We're not financial advisors, um, but hopefully you learned something today. Hopefully this is entertaining to Cruiser's going to cruise. That's what I'm saying today. Eventually, that's so, my um, Chris, we have a comment from uh, Satoshi Gerbil, who wants to know if they can get a T-shirt that says Cruiser is going to cruise. And I actually will make a T-shirt that says that. And I'm going to send you one. uh, DM me on Twitter or Instagram at Dave Hansen. And I really want to get our subscriber count on this new channel up to 200. If we can hit 200 before we go off the air, I will give the... uh, uh, we'll, we'll give a special keyword and the first person to comment that on the new channel will also get a Cruiser's Gonna Cruise Dumb Money Limited Edition t-shirt. There will only be, well, three for one of each of us get one, and then uh, Satoshi gets one, and then the commenter uh, after we hit 200. And I know that we can do it because we still have over 200 people watching on the old channel and very only 20 two people watching on the new channel. So we need to move you over to the new channel for these live shows and the way we're going to do it is give away an awesome custom-made T-shirt. And Dave, Dave for those of y'all that don't know, uh, Dave is a super talented 
uh, designer on the side. I'm sure you'll do a, a knockoff job on that T-shirt, Dave. I can't wait to get it. In, in fact, <laughs> I'm wearing one of my uh, T-shirts now. This is uh, from the Hey There Dave here channel, which I don't yet have any merch store open or anything. But uh, I this is the first business we've had where we haven't had our own merch. So, I, you know, I just have to make my own. You know, normally when we have startup companies, we get free stuff. YouTube doesn't just make T-shirts for you, so you have to make your own. By the way, guys, it's not, it's, to be clear, uh, we had a comment. It's not cruisers going to cruise. It's cruisers gonna cruise. Gonna. There it is on the screen again. Just, yeah, just in case there's any. <laughs> By the way, can you anybody from Ohio uh, comments and let us know if cruisers are going to cruise? <laughs> yeah. Or shoppers going to shop? Or travelers going to travel. I mean, we you could actually get any of these uh, any of these fine designs. All you have to do is tell us which one you want after we hit 200. And right now, our real time counter is at uh, we're not there yet. We're at 174. I know we can do it though. We're not going off the air until we do. We still have 240 people watching. <laughs> oh, no. We have 210 watching on uh, on the old channel. <clears throat> We, uh, we do. It. We will keep answering questions until um, we finally hit the. Uh... Yeah, I did so, see a question earlier. Hang on, let me see if I can find it. I'm looking. I'm looking through as well, Dave. Um, any thoughts on Facebook? Okay, guys. So that brings up uh, another company that I am shorting right now. Uh, I'm shorting Yelp. Okay, so the reason why, as you guys might or might not know, uh, we're in the restaurant industry as well as investing in early stage companies and trading. We have a restaurant here in Dallas. Dave has a bar. Uh, we're very concerned about restaurant traffic. In fact, we're already starting to get readings from around the country of restaurant traffic being down, especially in tourist cities and cities that rely on business travelers. So um, Yelp's revenue is highly, highly dependent upon restaurants. And I feel that their revenue is absolutely at risk in this. So I'm shorting Yelp. Uh, and, you know, Facebook is also at risk to losing revenue to small business. Um, that includes restaurants, but I don't think it's as at risk as someone like Yelp. So, you know, I chose to kind of short Yelp over someone like a Google or Facebook that are also getting impacted uh, by lack of ads to the small business restaurant. Uh, sector. I think Yelp, for me at least, uh, Yelp is a better pure play uh, on that possibility of uh, advertising revenue going down for small business and the restaurant sector. So that's it. You know, other than that, I, I, I love Facebook uh, long term. Um, let's see. Here's a good question. During this time, do people hold on investing at startups? This is something that we do a lot of. We have a lot of startup companies in our portfolio. And what is what does this do to startup investors like us? Yeah, here's the deal, right? So um, holding on, yeah, I mean, everything that we've got invested in a startup is there. It's not something that we can just trade in and out of, um, which is, you know, good and bad. Um, uh, right. I'm not looking at Robinhood right now, though. <laughs> cutting down um, what we do put into startups, um, being as illiquid as they are, um, for the next few months until this thing sorts itself out. Yeah, so, so I'll, I'll comment there as well. Um, we've been investing in startups aggressively. We, we invested in 24 startups in 2019. 
Uh, we're looking to invest in approximately you know, eight to 12 startups in 2020. Um, we will likely make smaller investments in startups as a result of this market correction because we feel there's likely to be easy money made on the rebound. And when it's easier for us to make money in public markets, we don't have to take the risk that we would uh, in early stage, which is e-liquid, right? So if you kind of compare apples to apples, in, this, in an equal environment, we'd rather have a liquid investment over an illiquid investment. That said, we'll still never, it's really hard to get those 30X, 50X, and possibly 100X returns uh, in public markets unless you're doing a tremendous amount of leverage with, with options. So for that reason, we still always will continue to make big bets on early stage companies. I would even say, we are potentially making some of our biggest bets in early stage companies right now on um, this quarter, only because opportunistically we're working on some really interesting deals that we're going to be talking about on an upcoming episode of Dumb Money that's coming like literally this next week or the week after. I won't say anything more than that, but the company we're about to make a half million to $1 million investment in is probably maybe the most interesting startup investment that I've seen personally yeah. in at least three or four years. And I know, Jordan, you're equally excited about it. We won't tease it. Much more, but you'll have to watch the money to find out more on either the, is it next week or the week after? In the next couple of episodes, two or three episodes, we'll be featuring this company. Yeah, it'll probably um, be yeah, not the next week's episode, but the one after that. All right, guys, I've got to bounce. My family's going to leave without me. Ah, all right. You do that. You do that. Okay. Well, we are um, we are at 184 viewers. We were hoping to get to 200 before we had to uh, say goodbye for the day. Um, if we can get to 200, we are going to give away a T-shirt. And let's just incentivize this even more. I'll, I'll give away what, like five T-shirts? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do. Let's do five. Let's we do have to get. Five. We have to get up to. Uh, 200 uh, new subscribers on the new channel. You can get there by going to youtube.com slash live. Dumbmoney.tv slash live. How do we decide who gets or it? Or you though? can click the link in the description on the old channel. Dave, how, how do we decide who gets it? I'm going to give, I'm going to say something that they have to comment on the new channel. So you have to actually leave the old channel and switch over to the new channel to do it. And okay. you have a really good chance of winning because there are only 45 people watching on the new channel. And that's where you have to be watching in order to get one of these T-shirts. So right now you have a 5 in 45 chance of winning this thing. We have 200 people still watching on the old channel. I don't think people appreciate how good your T-shirt design is. You're gonna, I know you're <laughs> going to kill it with this. Now the pressure is on. And, now the pressure is on. We're wearing these T-shirts ourselves, so they're not going to be low-quality tees. We're going to do something nice. We're going to do some good merch. No, no. I, these are going to be Bella Canvas, uh, the high quality, like probably uh, Heather Gray or something. They're going to be. They're going to look great, and they'll probably have a cruise ship. Oh, look at this! The numbers are going there up. I'm just go. hearing how great this shirt is going to be. Can With we have cruise the ticker? Cruise. Can we put the ticker? Here's what I want to do. Can we put the ticker of RCL, my, my pick on there? I think we got to put that with the cash tag. Got to put that cash tag on there. And yes, the chart. We can do that. And the chart. Maybe the chart on the back or something. I don't know. You'll figure, you'll figure it out. 
Um, so, so you have to be one of the first five people to comment what I'm about to tell you as soon as we hit 200. Oh, and look at this. We're going to hit 200. It's going to happen. <laughs> in the next refresh, I bet, we, I bet we hit it. And as soon, I'm going to tell you what to comment, and, and we're just going to use the uh, YouTube timestamps to pick the first five. Um, and then you'll have to DM me to send me your address and T-shirt size because this is this is real. One ninety nine. Come on, guys. You know, I wait. I want to answer a couple questions first before we get there. Leon, I, okay, I go for it. Yelp. He asked what month I bought. I bought the uh, just this month, the March twentieth expiration Yelp puts. Uh, Leon, only because I, I listen. I didn't want to trade it beyond this month. There's a short term trade for me. Don't do that though. Don't take that as advice. That's just what I did. Um, also, someone's asking. Uh, uh, where is it? Starbucks. Uh, Starbucks. Yeah, I mean, there's one same thing. They're one of those stocks things going to kill. Oh, there it is. We did it. You yes. too. All right. All right. All right. Tell okay. Them, so Dave. now, if you're watching on the new stream, there's only 54 people according to my stats, and still 185 people watching on the old channel. Clearly, we're we're background noise for their uh, for their workday or something. Here is what I need you to. Uh, put in the comments on the new stream. Are you ready? T-shirt me with an exclamation point. T-shirt me with an exclamation point. The first five people to comment that on, not in the chat, but in the actual comments, because those get timestamped and locked in with the video. That is how you're going to um, how you're going to get your T-shirt. How do they let me, get? Let me you, just even. How do they get your their address to you, Dave? Uh, they're going to, um, I'm, I'm going to tell them that they are the winner and then they're going to send me a direct message on either Twitter or Instagram at Dave Hansen. Dave, can you set up one of those deals to where if somebody just want, like, we're, we're not making any money on it, but if someone wants to buy it from like the t-shirt place, they can order it themselves. Yeah. yeah. I'll set one up. Um, I'll set it up as uh, dumbmoney.tv slash merch. Okay, guys, just know something. We're not going to make money from you guys if you want to buy this stuff. We'll, so set, like, we'll set the price at just, you know, with shipping and tax and credit card fees and all that. We'll try to not make any money off these. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone. Uh, really, and I'm just going to go real quick to uh, the new channel. I'm asking because I'm like, I, I'm going to buy some more from, from <laughs> I'm going to give these out as gifts to some people I know, Dave. So I'm going to want to yeah. buy some more. Um, I was getting back to Starbucks. Yeah, I Starbucks was a big short of mine last month. Uh, I've now exited that position. Um, I think Starbucks is going to start to do better in China when they're reopening their stores and obviously maybe a little worse here. But um, it's not one of my it's not a it's not a stock I'm shorting anymore due to this, uh, you know, ep epidemic um, only because they're a global company. And I think China is a big part of why they were, you know, the risk, and I think China is actually seeing, as we all can know, they're 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 seeing a, a big downtick in cases and starting to open up stores aggressively around the country there. So I, I'm going to stay away from Starbucks. I think there's more obvious kind of short plays left if this thing gets worse. Yelp being one of them. Uh, I'm still shorting Booking.com, um, and I am shorting. Let me see, Yelp, Booking.com. I think that's it in terms of direct shorts, other than my general hedge on the S&P 500, which is essentially hedge my entire portfolio uh, through this volatile period. And that hedge right now is going through March 20th as well. Uh, Dave, anything else you got to tell everyone? Look, this has been so fun. Thanks for watching, guys. We're so yeah, excited. Actually, I do, have, I do have one other thing that I have to uh, 
I'm not sure if this is a limitation of uh, the way YouTube works or what, um, but it looks like people are putting their comments over here in the chat section. We need you to put it down here in the comment section. We have zero comments. Um, and it may be that you can't place a comment until after the show's over. And it has but to if you're be the first, I'm able to put it in the real comments. Okay, so so we need to shut the show off for them to do that then, Dave, right? Well, well can they do that when we shut it off? I don't know. Can, can are you able to uh hang on, let me let me switch over to a different channel. Hang on. Um, do we always short on options versus real shorts? Shorts? No. Uh, in fact, multiple times over the last two weeks, I have shorted the SPY. Usually, when I'm trading uh, early morning hours before the market opens up, it's really the only way I could put a substantial short position on the market. Um, but other than that, I prefer when we have this type of volatility. Uh, utilizing options um, only because, you know, I don't want to get caught uh, in a quick reversal. I'd rather kind of limit my downside uh, and options allows me to do that. So I would say 90 to 95% of the time I, I'm hedging my portfolio. Uh, I'm doing it with put options, not by shorting the market or shorting any individual stock. All right, Dave. And we were right. Uh, you cannot post a comment apparently while we're still live. It only works in the chat. So what do you want to do, Chris? Do you want to pick the first five from the chat if if that order looks correct? Or do you want to yeah. shut this down and when yeah, the replay comes back? Yeah, I think way to do it. Let's just pick the first five that came up in the chat. Um, okay, so how do we do that? I, I don't know how to contact someone who's in the chat. Oh, uh or maybe, okay, maybe we can. I'll just give him an e let's just give an email. Let's do the first five emails, Dave. That'd be easier. Can we just okay. do that? Okay. So the first five. So, sorry, guys. So sorry. We, we, we don't know how to run a – we clearly don't know how to be YouTubers. We, we are brand new to this. The first five people – we're sorry if you uh, have done the chat thing. <laughs> the first five people who send an email to who, – who are we going to send it? Uh, just our dumb money email. The, the, the dumb to money. hi at dumbmoney.tv. H-I at dumbmoney.tv. And you have to say t-shirt me exclamation point. Can they, they have to put right? their address in that email or a different email? They can email back their address. Um, if you want to give me your address and t-shirt size in that email, that would save me having to follow up with you. But I will follow up with you to let you know you're one of the top five anyway. Okay. That's how we're doing it. Hi at w.tv, right? And I just want to make sure that that email address actually exists before we sign off. <laughs> How is this for stretching out a webcast way longer than it should be? Sorry, guys. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I already have one. Oh, and now I have a bunch of them. All right, we have our we have our winners. We'll use timestamps on uh, the Gmail. All of these emails get forwarded to our Gmail, so I'll, I'll use timestamps and we'll get these out to you. ASAP. I have to design it first. You'll, you'll see it not on the next one, but as soon as we have the shirt, you'll see it. Okay, Dave. And that's going to do it for this exciting episode of Dumb Money Live. Anything yeah, else to say, Chris? I, uh, someone asked when we do these live episodes. I We're going to finalize the day of the week. We usually do them Tuesdays or Thursdays, really depending on market events and what's happening. If we have a hot kind of uh, investment thesis or an investment idea that we really just want to share and talk about um you know it could be spur of the moment anytime but we've been kind of focusing on tuesdays thursdays haven't we Dave? 
Tuesdays, Thursdays at noon Eastern, 11 Central, 8 uh, on the West, right? That's generally when we do it, Tuesdays and Thursdays. But really, anytime, like, you need to make sure you turn on that subs the subscriber bell notification thing, set it to all, because that's how you'll know that we've uh, we've done it. And we'll, we try to announce it as far in advance as possible, so you can set a reminder and see it in your uh, in your YouTube feed. But uh, that's that's the way to find out when we're going to do these. Yeah, and these will be focused almost exclusively on market trading, where the primary dumb money channel going forward will be focused almost exclusively on our lifestyle investing episodes, where we're running around meeting founders, making big investments in startups, and losing money and making money, and just educating the world on what it's like to be a full-time investor. Thank you, guys. We have so much good stuff going. Dave, let's talk about this next episode after we sign off here. Um, oh yeah, we, we do. Yeah. You, you stay on Chris. I'm going to, I'm going to kick everyone else off, but, um, we, we're going to talk about the episode that we are still trying to put together from, uh, it's been maybe two weeks since we've had an episode. We're sorry for the delay, but, um, Chris and Jordan were in charge while I was out of town and nothing got done. So that's going to do it for this one. Thank you guys so much for watching. We are dumb money. We'll see you next time. Thanks.